Hi, and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. Melissa Lewis, it is fantastic to have you on She's the Boss Chats. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Jules. Lovely to be here. No, well, it's really great to to, um, have the opportunity to chat to you. Now, the name of your business is The Ascension Group. What exactly do you do? Well, the Ascension Group means to ascend to the next level. So essentially, I work with really smart women, predominantly in male-dominated environments, law, IT, finance, property, and I help them commercialise their skills and talent so they can build a brand, a presence and an image that is reflective of who they are and what they're capable of. So that's really close to my heart. So what you're basically doing is helping women break through that glass ceiling and get nominated for senior management and or board positions, that kind of thing where they actually have have a presence that is noticed within the organisation. Is that sort of what you do? Absolutely. I help the women who have worked so hard and built all these accolades, built all these experience, really become front of mind for other people when there's roles that are coming, when there's board roles, um, when there's opportunities to be part of a bigger um, a bigger opportunity that these women are thought of as having that leadership presence and ready to do the jobs because they are capable of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me what exactly you do. What what does the business do for a woman? Say I came along and I'm, you know, <laughs> I don't even know why we're doing this because it would never happen. But let's say that I'm, you know, at, at a bank and I'd really like to get up to that senior management level. Yes. What sort of things can you do to help me? Yeah, well, it's a really good question. So there's no cookie cutter approach to helping women elevate their presence. What we look at firstly, I've got two pathways that I've developed. So one is yep. understanding how are you actually being perceived versus your intention in the marketplace. And I've bought a model from um, the States, the only science-based tool in the world that can understand how you're being perceived versus intention. So instead of guessing that people perceive you as being a good leader with great communication skill, we now get, get to uncover with some science and data actually how you're being perceived by your colleagues, direct reports, um, uh, clients and people around you because often as women we can guess and we can guess wrong and we can devalue ourselves. The other thing is yep, really... I would say that was very common that most women undervalue what it is that they have to offer. Absolutely undervalue and also a lot of them don't get honest feedback. So what happens is through their career they're told, oh, you just need more confidence or you need to have more presence or you're just not ready yet. I've actually got the language to be able to ascertain what does that mean and then what are the key themes that we need to work on? Is it that in your meetings your communication skill needs to be far more articulate so your vision comes through so people walk away going, yep, I know exactly what I'm doing? Or are you coming across more aggressive and people are saying, you know, you cut people off, um, therefore they wouldn't see you as being the ideal candidate to take on that next opportunity. So that's one way we look at it through a 360, so to understand how you're being perceived by other people. So getting actual... So is that questionnaires that you fill out and then yeah, you then Yeah, it's a 360 get... online. 
Yes. And do you get them? Do you get their bosses or colleagues to fill something out as well, or Absolutely. is it just the... no? You oh, fill... right. So you you fill out how you feel you're being perceived, looking at your character, your substance, and your style, and then other people yeah. other people fill out the form online, and then we can see what's aligned or what's skewed, or and where there's opportunities. You might have some blind spots. You might have some happy blind spots. So for a lot of my clients, they were like, wow, I didn't realise. They was don't like, realise how awesome they I are. I didn't realise how good I was. So how do I <laughs> leverage that? And then I help women work on the women that come to me are very good at what they do, right? So they're very good at their yep. specialty. I help them finesse their brand, whether it be online Um, help them with the interviewing to make sure they understand their career journey and how that differentiates them from other like-minded competitors. Um, And then also how do they build their network? Because ultimately your network are the ones who are going to refer you, are the ones who are going to think of you, are going to introduce you for their next opportunity. So, so, And then I help them also with their external presence, making sure that the way we look, Online, offline, um, all our visual communication is our visual brand. So for a lot of people, there's a disconnect and that's just because they haven't known any different. They've been spending so much time building their skills, building their accolades that they come to me as the expert like we go to a doctor or we go to a lawyer and I just help finesse them. Yes, and uh, no, I think that that's... um really, really uh, useful for a lot of women who I think do second guess themselves. Yes. And a lot of them also look great on the outside, but on the inside, they just don't feel worthy. And, um, and, and so I spend a lot of time with women as well, helping them realise how awesome they are. And I've actually um, launched a product through She's the Boss called Fig Jam. I don't know if you know what that acronym stands for. Um but, it well, it stands for Fuck I'm Great, Just Ask Me. I absolutely <laughs> love saying that. And it's, and it's really because I have worked with so many women and if they don't see their business story written out in front of them and then go, oh, my God, I can't believe that's me. I'm not that amazing, am I? You know, that just happens all the time because women just have no idea of how great they are. So I think what you're doing is really, really important. So talk to me about why you set it up in the first place. What was the sort of light bulb moment or what had happened that made you think there's a gap in the market here and I'm going to jump in and and start working with these women? Yeah, well, I've always loved helping women. I mean, my grandfather was a couture tailor, so I grew up in the world of, of seeing how women's confidence was finessed when they were in a tailored garment that was made for them. And I think my... It was actually made for their shape. Yeah. yeah, it was made for them. It was, you know, cut and measured for them. And you could just see the inner confidence that that happened. So I guess my passion for really helping women and working women started from a young age. But it was through my time um, working in commercial property for CBRE and then right. in commercial shopping centres for Westfield um, that I that I witnessed firsthand the many challenges that women faced, and this was fifteen years ago, and I don't think much has changed in the way um, that they were getting overlooked. And I kept seeing myself move up, and I thought, well, what? Why are these women amazing women, experienced, intelligent, 
gifted, they were getting overlooked. And it wasn't because of lack of skill or talent, but rather they were being misunderstood and undervalued. And, for not- and also because they probably weren't asking. <laughs> they, they didn't have the skills to know how to ask. Yeah. You know, for a yeah. lot of them it was just be happy you got a job and be quiet and maybe. And wait for someone to, yeah, and maybe wait for somebody to recognise you. That's I mean, it's exactly sort of like right. as an entrepreneur, one of the things that I always used to think about, and, I, and I'm now at the ripe old age of 53, I realise that doesn't just happen, but I was waiting to be discovered. Yes. Somebody would see how great yes. I was and offer me a terrific job. And, the, and I don't think I'm alone. I think there's a lot of women a that lot. feel that something magical will happen and suddenly someone's going to tap on you, tap you on the shoulder and go, do you want to be CEO? I think we'd be great. You'd be great as that, CEO. That's right. And guess <laughs> what? That doesn't happen. And even more no. so now during COVID, I mean, we're going to have the biggest pool of talent and, you know, all my clients have come back or referred and it's because they're like, you know what, I've been waiting for someone to tap me on the shoulder. Yep. That's not going to happen. I've got to take charge of my career. Help me uh, Help me articulate what is my unique what values, is- how do I position myself, help me with the strategy because these women, as I said, they're brilliant at what they do. They are very smart. Yes. But their skill and forte is not promoting themselves. It never has been. But they know now no. if you don't, you're going to be left behind. Now, I came up with right. a philosophy um, quite a few years ago and it's even more relevant now that yeah. no longer do you just need to invest in your IQ and EQ, but now you need to invest in your PQ. So let me explain. <laughs> PQ is called presence quotient, and it's something that I actually trademarked. And what it means is right. that in order to be seen and heard and valued and recognised, you must have presence. Without yes. presence, you can't actually have influence. Right. So, and- yes. So this is how I help women and we can go in through after. Okay, so so talk to me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey then. So you left school. What happened then? What, yeah, how school. did you end up where you are now? Yeah, good question. Left school, uh, went to Wesley College, so it's very good oh, at yeah. sports. Um, I wasn't a, a straight-A student. I was always entrepreneurial. In fact, my first business deal was at 11 and a half when my grandfather decided to sell up his shop and I sold yeah. all his clothes to the second-hand shop down Greville Street. <laughs> and I remember him saying, if you sell it, I'll give you half the money. I thought, don't ever say that to me. Right, so, I'm selling it. <laughs> I'm selling it. So I did. And that was my first uh, business deal at 11 and a half. And I always loved right. helping women. I was always helping my friends get confidence or, you know, I was going yep. through their wardrobe. I'd go shopping. I just loved making women feel good. I still love it. I'm absolutely yeah. addicted to it. So I guess my journey was I started actually studying accounting because I was very good at numbers. Well, that's, but that's actually really useful because I, the, the people that I meet that did start off at accounting, and there's a few of them, you've all got your head screwed on pretty well and you're very good with the numbers when it comes to your own businesses. Yeah, we're which commercial. Is something that, we're commercial yeah. and in life you need, to, you need to be good at your skill but you also need to be commercial. And I guess that's yep. why I do work with women in business because I am commercial. It was detrimental to my personality. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did move into a property degree. I moved out of home at 18 too. So I always worked full time. 
Um, right. I studied at night a property degree at RMIT, Bachelor of Business Property, and I did my real estate course as well. So I always, when I did something, I needed to learn from the bottom up. And I, yeah. I then went to work for CBRE because I needed to understand the process of a sale. And that's the big, sorry, for anyone who's listening, that's the big commercial real estate company. Yeah, so CB Richard Ellis is global yep. commercial real estate. Massive. Um, absolutely massive. I was probably the only female besides the EA and PAs at that time, so 15 isn't, years isn't ago. Isn't that actually interesting, though, when you think that I would have thought that women were natural sellers. We and are. I know. And so it's really interesting, isn't it, in the real estate industry, particularly in commercial real estate, that it's dominated by men. It, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, I think it's not such an easy um, environment for women to survive. However, but why? Uh, why? Because it is a boys' club. You've got to have a right. tough skin. For me, I just wanted to learn. I wanted to make yep. money for the organisation. I actually love working with males too. They taught me yeah, some no, great... Yeah, I, I do too, but... But it, I just skills. find it really interesting that residential real estate has got a lot of women working in it, and yet it's not been transferred to commercial real estate. And interesting that you say it's a boys' club. I wonder why it's a boys' club, that's all. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. Still lots of opportunity. And then when I went to Westfield um, in shopping centre management, I further identified that there were a lot of challenges for yeah. women in the corporate environment. And it wasn't just at Westfield. I got to work with all brands within the shopping centre. So if it was Best right. and Less, it was Target. And I often saw women getting overlooked in meetings for yep. roles and positions. And I was like, they're capable. They're great. But there Why was are a, they not getting it? Yeah. Well, there was a disconnect between the way they communicated and the yep. value they could bring. So I saw a gap in the market. This is before the rah-rah of helping women. And yep. I've been on this amazing journey and fortunate to be involved in the lives of such amazing women that I've been able to really nurture and help along the way yeah, to get their career goals. And there's no cookie cutter. So every yep. woman that comes to me comes with different challenges, different strengths, Um different ideas of what their life will look like in terms of their career and balance. And what they want from it. And what they want. And so the key is I'm very good at strategy because I've pivoted so many times yep. myself when people said I couldn't and, <laughs> and, and I did. And I think the key is to have the right people around you as you know yourself. So can you tell me a story of a woman, you don't have to name names, but someone that you've worked with where it's made a big difference, the, oh, the, sure. sort of what they were like at the beginning and then afterwards? I'm, I always love those transformation stories. So do I. Like I've a, got one recently and we just said the other day, I think she's been with me off and on for six years. Now, when, she's, right. she's, um, she's in IT. She's yeah. incredible. She works for a big global company and she was getting overlooked for years. A lot of that undervalued comes from upbringing sometimes yep. of thinking yes. I'm not worthy, um, my brother was the lawyer, I'm just an IT, I'm just going to take the job and they were they didn't have boundaries they didn't, because they didn't value themselves, other people didn't yeah. value them. So yes, we've been on this journey. She's um, she's actually now moving jobs for her third time. Now, every time she's got a 30% pay increase. 
<laughs> oh, fantastic. And her role title's gone up. And even I spoke to her and I, I could say her name, Leslie, because, you know, she's screamed me from the rooftops. Yeah. But every time you can see the inner confidence of changing. Now, she's done my 360 tool of really, and that helped her more recently of really saying, wow, I didn't realise I was so good. Wow, that feedback was so constructive. Now I know how to tweak my messaging so I have yeah. that leadership presence. Um, her external presence we worked on in terms of the way she looked and it was far more executive than girl or than sloppy, that changed the way okay. people perceived her and the words that came out of her mouth. So there's been different changes along the way to increase her inner confidence, which externally made her attract and people really um, came to her as the go-to expert. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, as a go-to expert. And before that, she was just a workhorse. Amazing. That's That's a fantastic story. So talk to me about the women who have helped you along the way. So I know you obviously would be on the top of their list for a lot of them about the women that have helped. But in a, especially as you've worked in a lot of male-dominated industries, have you found that women have been helpful to you along your way, along the way in your I career? I am so grateful. I have women who have helped me all along the way, both men and oh, women. Oh, that is so and good And I've always hear. paid it forward. I'm part of the mentoring walks where I mentor women monthly. We walk around the botanical gardens or now oh, we're doing great. Zoom calls. Um, I'm a CEO activator, so I um, donate money once a month to startups for female-led businesses. Oh, fantastic. I'm part of One Roof, which is one of the largest co-working and online space for women. So yeah. absolutely, I've had so many great women help me, Kylie Bartlett, Marlene Elliott. Um, oh, there's, there's, there's a list. And, you oh. know, we're forever grateful because... You need to have women, and I'm grateful that a lot of my women have 10, 15 years' experience. Yeah. And you learn from that and you learn mm. from their wisdom and you, we're not jealous of each other. Everyone has their own path and it's about working together to support. So the nonsense of women not helping each other, they just don't come near me or my community. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. And, and my motto for She's the Bosses is to empower the women around you. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of us taking our experience and our expertise and a lot of us have it and and the, and giving paying it back exactly as you say or paying it forward I don't know whether it's back or forward but yes it's paying both. it out there and helping <laughs> the other women <laughs> so now talk to me about your business journey so you've owned this business for 10 years 10 years started as a hobby yeah um started first in wanting to just help women make sure they felt good in terms of their professional presence Right, so it was the visual, the sort of the clothing, I guess, from your grandfather that started you off in this Absolutely. area. Absolutely, yeah. and my many years in retail of just giving women honest advice and making sure yeah. they made smart choices. So anyone can spend money, but to spend smart for your body shape, for your brand, um, for you to feel good walking into any to meeting. feel good and look good, yeah. It changes the whole psyche for a woman. Yeah, actually it does. And I think we all know the difference when you put on something that's a bit smarter, you sit up straighter you and you just feel better. You do. But also the words that come out of your mouth are far more powerful. 
Um, right. And they have far greater impact when we do feel good. So I started off as image. I listened to yep. my market and then realised, obviously, it's so much more than the clothes, which we know. And a lot of them were talking to me about their career journey, about being stuck, about not knowing right. where to go, about being overlooked and people with lesser qualifications getting the roles, about right. walking into rooms with males and losing their voice, even knowing that they had the credibility but not feeling the confidence. So I started to delve deeper and I did an accreditation in in, uh, coaching and then I also found a missing gap in the market, which was one of my hello moments. (laughs) <laughs> and that we was love a hello moment. Another hello moment. And that was I needed to find a tool, an assessment yeah. tool that could provide insights and data for my yeah. human to understand how are they being perceived versus yeah. their intentions. And 90% of the time they weren't aligned. So often my women were getting feedback, you need more confidence, you've got to have more presence, you're just not ready Um, you don't know how to run meetings, but it wasn't tangible. And often the word presence kept coming up. You just don't have that presence. What does presence mean? Well, I know. I mean, how do you inject more presence into yourself? Yeah, how do you have more executive presence? The funny thing is we know when someone's got presence. Yes, and we know when they haven't as well, but but it's very hard to put your finger on what actually it is. It's not tangible. So I set myself on a mission and I found the only science-based tool in the world that could actually measure how your executive presence is felt by other colleagues, direct reports and clients. So how is it measured? How, How can it actually do that? First of all, they, they gave a definition to executive presence and that's yeah. the ability for a leader to inspire, align, yeah. motivate and bring others on board. And all of okay. a sudden I was like, wow, that's what executive presence means. You know, up until right. now people thought it's just your image or can you command a room. Now that's very surface level. When it someone is, yeah. has executive presence, they have the ability to connect They're seen as authentic. They're seen as transparent. They're able to give their vision. Um, They're able to share their practical wisdom. They're able to be inclusive, but they're able to get to the heart of the issue. Now, up until now, women were told they needed something, but they didn't know what. Yeah, we can't put our finger on Couldn't it. Couldn't put so our that, finger was. So, so how can ne- you change something if you don't know what it is? Oh, they were stripping themselves of what they thought they were guessing. Right, guessing. Now, yep. when you guess, you know that can lead to disaster because you're going to yes. be guessing and that's, you know, these intelligent women need facts. They need data. They need science. So I was able to provide and I got accredited in the only science-based tool, brought it back to Australia, and I've right. been using this tool with, and it's a 360 online, and I've been using this tool with women to understand, right, so... Let's look at your character, your substance and your style and let's see how we can identify, not fix you, but make small tweaks so we can yeah. shift that perception so that you have leadership presence and that you are recognised for that next role, that you know yeah. um, how to further progress your career and what are your strengths? How do we leverage those? But then also, what have been your blind spots that no one's actually been telling you honestly? 
Yes, well, that's it. So it reveals all those secrets, this tool. It does, and, and, but with science and data. Which is amazing. All right, so now tell me um, along your journey, there are, we all have them, successes and failures, moments yes. where we're going, woohoo, I can't believe that happened, and other moments where we go, oh, my God, no. Yes. So are you able to share any I used to say to everyone, tell me about any successes or failures, but the reality is we don't actually learn from successes. We celebrate them, but we don't learn from them. So have you had some challenges along the way of running your own business? Absolutely. Can, and who hasn't? That you could share? <laughs> I know. I, I guess when I started 10 years ago, yeah. professional brand and image actually wasn't seen as a must It wasn't have. a thing. No, it wasn't important in Australia. I knew it was yeah. because I knew your skills are one thing, but if people don't know about them and if they yes. and if people don't know about you, you're just a workhorse and you're never going to be valued and recognised, which is what was happening to many yeah. women. They could have been the CEOs, they should have been the leaders of teams, but they weren't because, one, they weren't right. asking, two, they didn't have the confidence to articulate, three, they they were good at what they did but didn't know how to commercialise their skill. So yep. that was a difficult time where I had to believe in myself and I'm lucky I had the women around me who had used my skills and yep. had actually used my services and said, you're on to something, you've got to keep going. But how did you even explain it when it wasn't known, really? Do you know what I mean? I had like... my own coaches, Jules. Right, I've yeah. had my own coaches. Kylie Bartlett's been a big influencer with me because right. we all need our own coaches. We can't yeah, we see what we can't see. And one thing I've been very good at is building a team around me, whether it's an accountant, a coach, a health coach, because we can't see what we can't see. But yeah. absolutely trying times. Um, two years ago, I had burnout because yeah. my business got bigger than me. You know, it was seen if you're an executive coach, as, you know, if we could just put me as an executive coach on yeah. brand and image and presence, that you need to be on stage, you need to write a book, you need to be online, right. you need to be um, doing programs. It got too much. So what right. I, I got back to my core, um, which was ultimately I wanted to help women succeed and I knew yep. to do that was not a cookie cutter, tick a box, do a program in a corporate, but rather the one-on-one -on -one where women could get my insights and we could work with them on an individual basis. Yeah, and you get to know them as well because I Absolutely. guess you need to know people to start being able to see what their strengths are even if they don't know what they are themselves. Well, and the that's same with critical. Yeah, it's all about getting to know my clients. And never yeah. assuming anything is another thing I've learned in life along the journey. I think the other thing about having your own business is it does have its ups and downs like anything, but the same as when you work oh, yes. <laughs> for someone else. You know, I'm, I feel grateful yeah. that um, I can get to choose my clients. I can get to choose yeah. my team. Um, but, of course, it comes with a, a, a lot of get up and go every day. That's right. That's right. And you've got to love what you do. I oh, mean, when you've, you've been doing it, it for 10 years, you've got to bounce out of bed in the morning going, I can't wait to go and help the next person, you know, well, because... I think because my goal has always been to help women get into the roles that they deserve, I get so much reward from that. 
And so that has yeah. kept me going because I get to see the results of my clients and hear the results every day of, wow, I did negotiate my pay and I got that extra day at home and, wow, I got on that board role and, you know what, they really um, appreciated my value or, you know what, I've stepped out of a bad role and I've decided to go for another one and thank you because now I've chosen something that makes me more fulfilled and is aligned to my values, you know. If I can impart that knowledge or just pose the questions to these women, which they haven't been asking themselves, then I feel that that's what's helped me continue yeah, every day. Yeah, I definitely think it's incredibly rewarding if you can help people change their lives or their businesses or, or whatever. It, it, there, is no, there is no better buzz. All right, so now let's talk about running a business yeah. and having a life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because that is a juggle and it is a juggle for every person out there, not just women, but I do think particularly for us because if you are very driven yeah. and you love what you do, it's sometimes hard to make that demarcation between this is fun and this is work. So, and I've heard all sorts of answers from all sorts of women about, you know, they, they either delineate the time and go, no, at the end of the day, it's time, you know, or I love it so much, I'm up doing it weekends, nights, whatever. So how do you fit into that thing? How do you juggle work and life and what sort of hours do you work? Yeah, Jules, that's a really good question. And I've got to say it's changed over the last 10 years. I'd say the okay. first eight years I was a workaholic. Right. I absolutely worked 80 hours a week. Um, I've got two kids, so I would do pick up at 330 not work till 7.30, back on at 7.30 till 12.30. I was on a mission. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That I, is no time no, to breathe even. No, I, I, I absolutely was a workaholic. As I said, I loved what I did. I found yeah. a niche in the market. Not many people are doing it. Still not many people are doing it now. They haven't been able to survive. I, yeah. I think because I could see that I was helping so many people, I was like, oh, I'm onto something and what is it? And, and it's I, very hard to turn down that phone call when someone rings and says, hi, so-and-so has just recommended me. you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can, and you're like, of course, of course, let me help you. So yes. so eight years of, of slaving your guts out and yes. not giving yourself a break by the sounds of it. What happened after that? I had burnout and that, that was probably the best thing that happened to me, Jules, because yeah. what I learned and what I teach my women, and I guess it was another notch of experience that I say yeah. is to work smarter, not harder. Yep. Have your great referrals. Um, you don't need to work an eighty-hour week to be no, successful. You don't get a medal for that, and that you and, do and not I guess, get a medal. I waited. <laughs> no, and I. But I also think that if you work in a large organisation, that's got to be a challenge for you because, I mean, I know I had a boss many, many years ago when I was working, and she would literally walk through the office at 6.30 and go, where is everyone? And you'd say, well, I've sent them home because we've finished the work for the day. And she said, I don't even feel like my business is running properly if the if anyone's goes home before 6.30 or 7. Yeah, so I, I thought, think wow. I've, yeah, I think I've learnt um, from others and I've learnt yeah. from myself in that balance is the key to life. Yeah. Know, knowing that because you give yourself that time to reflect. Refresh refresh 
And with, you know, the last six months has really been for me about strategy. Not many people are worried about their image, but they will be in like six months to a year. So it's very intense work. So in order for me to be able to provide clarity and be asking them the right questions, I needed to do the same for myself. So I exercise a lot. Um, During ISO, I was running up to 100 kilometres a week. Oh, my goodness, that sounds like you have replaced work with exercise. Um, Have you got time when you slob on the sofa and... Yeah, so I do that too now. Okay, good. So I've got a great balance. (laughs) Um, As I said, I love what I do so it doesn't feel like work, but I've learned don't check your phone all the time. Have the weekends off. I have been working weekends again just because I'm finding a lot of people are just under the pump all the time now at work. So the weekend was their only time where they could actually think about themselves. But that's okay. Then I'd give myself off a day during the week. I was going to say, as long as you balance it and you give yourself off a day in the week. I've learned, Jules. And I think, you know, as a business owner, you either learn or you go back and you get a job because otherwise you can't be successful if you don't walk your own talk. And I think the main thing that um, why I've been attracting such amazing women is I do what I say and I say what I do. And I think that's important with whether you work for someone or you have your own business, but especially if you have your own business, to stand out from the crowd, you need to be able to do what you say. And there's a lot of people that don't. No, and there's a hell of a lot of people that don't. So so to go back to that question, are you sort of doing nine to five? Are you doing 40 hours a week? What, what yeah, sort of hours are you do doing now? Yeah, we do about 30, 40 hours a week. Um, it, yeah, so it's a good balance. In that time, I'm able to reflect and um, provide useful tools to my clients, whether it be, hey, these are some scenarios that I can see that would work in terms of yeah. Zoom because now we're going to influence through Zoom. Um, it's a different way of uh, communicating um, it's a different way of managing teams. It's a different career strategy. So um, yep. I, I am helping women a lot with, okay, building their brand. Now it's the time. Who knows you? Who doesn't know you? What do you want to be known for? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, certainly from a PR perspective through COVID, I've been saying now is the time because now a lot time. of people have peeled off. A lot of people are nervous and don't know what to do. They don't. So they're, they're not stuck. doing anything. Yeah. So much, much easier to build some profile, certainly in the media now than ever before. All right. So now I'm going to come to a strange question that I ask everyone. Uh, which is, what is a quirky fact that most people don't know about you? Is there one that you would be prepared to share with us? Yeah, I'm not that quirky, but I guess my quirky thing is I never go to bed without having a shower. It's one of those things <laughs> I, I clean off the day. I, I, it's just a therapeutic part. I don't know thing. if that's quirky or that just, you know. I think it's quirky. I love hearing that one because that question, you, you can get so many different answers. So I think that's a good one that you like to have a shower before you go to bed to relax you. And I think that makes sense. And now I've just got a couple of fun little questions for you. Um, one, I don't know how much you use your phone. I'm a little bit addicted to mine. Have you got apps that you use for business on your phone? And if so, can you share a couple with us? I'm not an app person. At I, all, aren't you? No, oh, my goodness. No, no, no. I much prefer, I mean, all my work is done usually one-on-one or Zoom like yep. this because I've got a lot of interstate. I find that um, 
that connection is what is able to get results in in the work that I do. In yeah, the work no, that absolutely. I, do. I just wondered, you know, I'm Canva, old I'm Canva very old for um, communication's the key. Nutting out, doing strategy, no app can replace that. So that's good. <laughs> Okay, cool. And so, therefore, there's no point saying that you do any apps for fun, like games or anything, I assume, no, not I at all. No, I don't. I prefer to play games with my kids in person yep. um, or go for a walk or go for a bike ride and get fresh air because that's yeah, really great. important. Yeah, great. That's very good advice. Well, listen, thank you so much for um, this interview, Melissa. It's been fantastic to hear about what you do. And I love what you're doing for women. If people want to get hold of you, what's the best way? Um, I think the best way is to find me on LinkedIn um, yep. under Melissa Lewis. Um, I always go by my personal name. Um, got a lot of great articles, a lot of free content that we're giving now to women who are founders, entrepreneurs, or within corporate. So right. love, give, love giving um, advice. So it's Melissa Lewis and it's the Ascension Group because I imagine that said there'd be a few Melissa Lewis. Yeah, Melissa on, um... Lewis and it's a bright pink top, I say. So that's my <laughs> branding. Great. Um, but I think that's a great way to connect is through LinkedIn um, and where we're, we're constantly um, doing yeah. webinars and adding value. No, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn too. Well, look, thank you very much for your time. It's been great to hear your story. Thanks, and, Jules. And um, good luck with everything. And I hope people will be in contact if they would like some help with their executive presence. Thank you so much, Jules. I hope you've enjoyed this She's the Boss chat episode. It was great to have you here. If you want to stay in touch, you might also like some of the other things that we've got going on with She's the Boss. Firstly, I've got the She's the Boss show, which is on Ticker TV. Now, you can watch that either on tickertv.com.au or you can download the Ticker app from any of the app stores. So Apple and Android, and they've got an app that is for your phone, for your iPad or tablet, and for the smart TV. Or you could join us for our free Zoom lunches for female founders that we hold online. The best way to do any of these things really is go to she'stheboss.com.au and on there you can register for the lunches and I've also got links to the website. So either way, I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm really enjoying digging down and getting down to the nitty gritty with these women and I hope you'll join me for the next episode.